I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Tech Talk underway. Doug Swin the Heart joins us on the line as always. And you can join us on the line. Here's the number on the program. 651-461-9226. 651-461-9226. And you can send us a text or you can call the studio. Carrie Clatt is our producer, and she will take the call and patch it through to Doug and me. Doug, how you been? Oh, wonderful, Steve, and yourself? Yeah, good. Hanging in there, and uh, great day to talk computers. And I wanted to start the show. We touched on it a little bit earlier, but uh, we're getting into the holiday season, and people want to go out and buy gifts. But uh, technology gifts can be very difficult. And over the years, we've offered very similar advice that uh, you probably may want to get a gift card or you may want to put a card there and say, let's go shopping for a computer or a tablet or or another device. But uh, just going out and picking out a random computer or tablet or whatever may not be a good idea. Um, it's wonderful, but uh, you may be better suited giving that gift card. Well, I couldn't agree more. Uh, you know, computers, especially for our younger set, um, the, the teenagers, the kids in college, and even even young adults that are starting out with their first and their first jobs after college, uh, this is a very personal item, and it's a personal item that they're going to be using daily. It really is important that they. They feel comfortable. It's the natural size keyboard. It's the right weight. It's got great display to look at. And get into the technical stuff, but it really is important, that look and that feel. That's uh, also, I like your idea. Give them a card. We'll go shopping after Christmas. I love that. That's uh, that you still got the element of the surprise, plus you got a, a built-in let's go shopping for a couple hours or a couple of days. And let's face it, these prices are, should drop again after Christmas one more time. I think that's a that's a great idea. Yeah, and it, like I say, it it is very difficult unless you know exactly what they want. Uh, if they've sent a wish list and they spec'd out a particular item and you know exactly what to get, it, it is it can be oh, absolutely. Uh, absolutely a very, very difficult uh, purchase. One other thing I wanted to bring up, and gaming systems. This is a little more specific. When it comes to the latest gaming systems, whether it's the latest Xbox or the latest PlayStation, good luck finding one. 
Oh, uh, th- those I, I, are a little more straightforward. Uh, you, you can you can definitely buy those because you know a youngster or uh, an adult, for that matter, will say, "Yeah, I really want an Xbox for Christmas." But uh, the challenge is finding one. My wife has has been searching for a new Xbox for ages now, and and there's just none to be found. Uh, yeah, the shortages. Um, uh, they're gonna, we're going to see some shortages through the Christmas season too. We've been pretty fortunate in the computer industry so far. Yeah, video cards have come back somewhat, uh, but I think these shortages are going to continue until the the microchip manufacturers get caught up. And Xboxes and Playstations, they're they're definitely getting hard to get a hold of. This is a a condition I think is going to continue, but I can't remember a year where you couldn't have any problem at all buying an Xbox or a Playstation ever. And it's uh, it's going to be tricky. Yeah, and, and they are amazing machines. You and I have oh. talked about it a little bit. I, I've never been much of a gamer, but I can appreciate the technology. Uh, my daughter loves gaming. My wife is into it as well. And the fact that you can play games in real time with people at various locations all over the country or, for that matter, all over the world, Sure. is extraordinary technology. If you think about what they're doing on that gaming platform, it's it's incredible. Oh, especially when you get involved with this thing, and you can see as many as 25, 30 players, all different locations over the Internet in real time. It's incredible, the technology oh, yeah. behind that. It's it just, uh, just absolutely mind-boggling. Yeah, it, it, it really is incredible stuff. So uh, there's a bit of advice at the top of the program. The number again, 651-461-9226, 651-461-9226. Uh, the sure way to get in is to send a text if you have a question or a comment on the program. But you're also welcome to call the studio and Carrie will put you through. And we are going to start on the phone lines today here on Tech Talk at News Talk E3O-WCCO. And let's start with Tom in Minneapolis. Tom, you're on the air with Doug. Hi, good afternoon, Doug and Steve. Got a question on, on about uh, USB Type-C ports. On my work laptop, it has a USB-C port and there's a little like display port symbol next to it. But my question goes broader than that as far as there's USB-C 3.1, 3.2. Does, does a specific level always imply that there's a display capability on that USB-C port or not? As far as I know, I believe it does. It depends on if it's a C or an A or a B. But all USBs are backward compatible. Now, I will say this. Uh, Mac seems to have a better handle on the, on the display port and the USB port, I think. I think they're... They're, they're taking the right approach here. Uh, nonetheless, nearly all of them will have uh, an HDMI port as well. So if you're looking for the uh, to attach a screen, you shouldn't have any problem with that at all. Um, the USB technology has changed rapidly. And I think what we're going to see this year coming up, and it's been out a while, is FireWire. If FireWire is so fast and so stable uh, that we're going to start seeing, and they've been coming out on, on laptops and notebooks for a while, but people haven't been taking advantage of them. I think you're going to see more of that activity as well. And I hope that helps. Thank you for the call. Tech Talk underway on a Saturday, and we're on the air. 
typically Saturdays between 2 and 3 o'clock, sports schedules uh, permitting. But speaking of sports, Timberwolves tonight on the radio, they take on Memphis. They try and make it three in a row. Our pregame show begins at 6.30 with Cal Soderquist. Alan Horton with all the play-by-play tonight here on the home of the Timberwolves. Let's go to the text line, Doug. Uh, Doug, what do you think about the new Intel i9? Uh, what what about this chip? I, I know they're always coming out with, with new chips and the latest and greatest. Uh, comments. Yeah, you know, Intel has a tendency of doing these big titles, an i7, an i8, an i9, and an i10. But within that series, they've got all of the little numbers, and then at the end of the numbers, they've got letters. These are just as important as looking at the, at the whole entire deal. Uh, the Intel i9, these are really, really good chips. And I've got, I believe, a Series 10 in my new machine, and well, it could be a 9. I can't recall offhand. But mine is a, oh, mine is a 9. It's an i 9 11900K, and that K is real reminiscent of the 11900H, and that's high performance. Uh, the K is it's uh, um, uh, unclocked. You can switch it around. But when you're looking at processors today, as important as an i9 or even the performance number is to really start looking at that base speed. We're selling an awful lot of these as well, 5 gigahertz and 4 gigahertz, but the base speed is 1.2 or 1.3. Try to get something, in my opinion, at least a base speed of 2 gigahertz. And that that you're going to be able to actually have that, um, that step speed, which on the older processors, you can shut it off, and it automatically goes to the fastest speed. And they try to sell these things as like they're real power savings. I don't know how much power people are really saving. I'm looking for performance and stable performance. So those numbers, but if you're looking at the i9, it's a great chip, absolutely great chip. That the whole line, whole series. But I prefer to stay in the upper echelon chips. And today, you will pay a difference in price for the quality and the speed and the stability. But the base speed of that processor should be a critical thinking when you're looking at a, at a computer. It really should. Uh, Apple is promoting and putting a new chip in their computers. You talked about that a week or two ago. Any mm-hmm. comments on that again to, to refresh? Because once again, they're always coming out uh, with new chips and it, Apple making a really big deal about this new one. Well, and it's quite a piece of equipment too. I, let's keep in mind that this is really the first time where somebody has put the operating system built into the processor. And so Big Sur is going to be coming on these things, and I think actually OS X too yet, I think. Uh, This should eliminate all kinds of timing issues. Now, with that said, if you're going to have a machine like that, you're going to quickly find out that specific software is going to run differently. When they're doing test comparisons against the Intel and, um, and and the new Apple chip, they're they're actually going to be projecting the software that runs the best on that chip. So there's some things to learn about that chip. I like the concept. I think it might be a little bit early in the development to jump in and and, and pay that kind of money. But at the same time, if you've got some good, strong Mac Apple experience, by all means, you're going to enjoy that, baby. There's no doubt about it. 
But having that operating system in that chip, it doesn't have to go through the motherboard for all those processes. And then there's gonna, you're, we're going to see actual software come out for that particular chip in addition to uh, the software that some of it's capable of running, some of it not. So depending on what you're using your computer for, this is going to take a little bit more research. I like the direction they're going, though. I really do. And by the way, the name of the chip, the M1, maybe you've seen the ads for it. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back here on Tech Talk. We're going to go back to the text line uh, here on the program. And the number, 651-461-9226. Someone having a problem uh, with uh, some documents that have become read-only. We'll get Doug's thoughts on that much more. Once again, the number is 651-461-9226 here on Tech Talk. If you're having problems with your computer, hardware, software, uh, a printer, a router, whatever, Doug can generally help you out. And he's here until 3 o'clock today on News Talk, E3-O-W-C-C-O. Tech Talk with Doug, well underway. The number is 651-461-9226. 651-461-9226 is the phone number and the text number. So uh, whatever you prefer, a uh, great way to go is send your text right now. We'll get to it before the end of the program. Or call in and let's go to the phone lines. Let's bring in Susan from Edina. Susan, you're on the air with Doug. Hello. Hi, um, I have a question about what is the normal life expectancy of a unopened, unused printer. I bought an HP PhotoSmart printer because that's what I had, 5500 model, and it works well for years. And then it conked out, and I went out and bought one. When I came back, I got it to work. So it's been in the box, unopened, untouched for at least six, seven, eight years. Is, well, that I would printer, cert- is that printer obsolete? I don't think so. If somebody needs a printer, that's that's actually a really good printer. I, I, I don't think that you'd ever get retail for it, but I would certainly put it on eBay, and I would start at, at a minimum of half of what you paid, uh, being that it's brand new in the box. There are some people, myself included, that might even consider that brand new old stock. And some of this older equipment is really good equipment. Uh, this is a, you should have no problem selling this at all. Absolutely none. Uh, it's going to be compatible with everything, I think. I don't think you'll have any problem with 10 or 11. or I know for sure in Linux it'll train up in minutes. That's a great printer. I think I would put it on, I would put it on eBay and let a bid. I'd put a starting price of half point, half the amount for a starting bid, and I would put a protect on it of about 70 to 75% of what you paid. And make it clear that they're... Shipping is an addition. That's the big thing today. Shipping has increased quite a bit over the last year. Oh. Uh, but, yeah, it, you're not going to have any problem getting rid of that one at all. And I hope that helps. All right. Very good, Susan. Good luck with that. And uh, we, we brought up printers before, and I, I have a brother brand printer at home. Mm-hmm. And I love this thing. It has oh, just been phenomenal. I, I can't say enough how fast this thing is, and uh, how easily it's worked with the Chromebooks. And you would think, I have HP Chromebooks, and they would prefer the HP. Now, granted, I had that older laser printer. It was getting, it was slow, and the consumables were, were just bankrupting me. 
and uh, I'm really happy with this unit. So I, I'm going to throw that out there. But a- as we talk about with printers, um, re- really you want to understand the cost to the consumables if you're doing a lot of printing, particularly if you're uh, doing a lot of color printing like photos and uh, greeting cards and that sort of thing. And people are into that, but uh, you, you, you can really break the bank uh, if you don't understand the cost to consumables on some of those machines. Oh, no question about it. This is uh, this has been a hot topic for 10 years now, maybe even longer. And the printer manufacturers have responded. You know, you know they got they seem to get into this this uh, this mold of well, they gotta beat the competition with price, and well, we'll make it up on the back end. But they got carried away, and I think it's cost them some credibility. I know for absolute certain that there's been a huge amount of shame and embarrassment through this throughout the years. And if I'm not mistaken, Epson and Brother were the first ones to stand up and say enough is enough. And Brother has always been great printers. They set up nice, they're quiet, they're clean. Run, 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 run. You can't go wrong with a Brother. You really can't. And I think that uh, with printing, you're going to see, I believe, in the next decade, less and less printing. It's going to be more digital, uh, which it should be and save the trees and that kind of thing. But we're always going to have paper, at least as long as you and I are alive, I believe, Steve. But it's um, to have that in the house, it's really handy. I haven't had a printer for a long time, and from time to time I need one. So I'll send the, the data, whatever I need, to Nancy's work, and she prints it out and brings it home. Not very often, but from time to time. But it would be kind of nice to have a printer back. I'm thinking about that HP that lady called us about. That'd be a, a, a good buy. But, brother, you just can't go wrong on them. Yep. Great printers. Um, Doug, we, we've got a number of texts. We promise we'll get to those, uh, including Starlink, DuckDuckGo, uh, SeaCleaner, and Provisor. But uh, we promised going into the break that we would get to this conundrum. Uh, some malware or something is restricting my document files to read only. I'm unable to edit, save, or make any changes. How do I fix that? What's going on? Yeah, you know, it really depends what they're using to open it. Now, a lot of people will just try to open the document from within Word or Labray or something like that. But they can open up a terminal window or a command com window, and what they're looking for is to change the attributes. And if this has happened with a massive amount of them, I actually would open up a CMD window, uh, click your menus window, and then it pops up, look for the run box, Once you get to the run box, type in CMD, Curtis Matthew David, three characters, and then press enter. But I think you're going to have to have that in an elevated as well. But you can actually issue a DOS command and change all of the attributes on all of those files all at once. This would probably be something I would suggest that they give me a call next week, take me minutes to figure out what they they want, and, and just switch the attributes. In addition to this, I would be questioning why that took place. Is it all the documents? Was some process that, that, that ran that made it just peer read only? Um, I'd want to get to the heart of how that took place. What happened? Um, but it, it, changing the back will be just a snap. And like I say, just give me a call next week. That's minutes. No problem at all. Very good, Doug. Quick break. We'll come back. We'll update the weather. And then uh, talk about uh, sea cleaner and provisor. We'll get into Starlink, Elon Musk's 
venture that will uh, provide uh, high-speed Internet to, to areas that typically don't get service. Uh, and we've got uh, something on DuckDuckGo as well. We will do all of that in a moment here on News Talk. E3-O-W-C-C-O. Tech Talk on a Saturday. Sun's out. Wind's going to pick up for sure tomorrow and a cold night Sunday night and a cold day on Monday. We'll, we'll continue to keep an eye on the weather, but it looks good for Thanksgiving travel, at least in this part of the country. Doug Swindahart is in. It is Tech Talk, and our number, as always, 651-461-9226, 651-461-9226. Let's go to the text line and start there. Um, let, let's talk about uh, Sea Cleaner and what it does. And uh, we, we've talked a lot about Provisor as well in the overlap there. Uh, Doug, do you need both? Do you need one over the other? Tell us the difference. Yeah, you know, I was looking at Cleaner again last week, and they've made some changes. It's They are improving on this product. Uh, to say which one is better, I probably would go with, um, with Provisor. It's just so fast, and I like the one-button click. Now, it's missing some features that CCleaner does. CCleaner now is actually going to check to see that your software is up to date. Not just Windows, but actual programs as well, which is big. And I think they've kept the price down. Um, but it's uh, I am tending more towards Provisor. Once you get that baby set up, you just one button, and you can clean out all your Internet, or the other button, you can clean your whole system. And I like this little little feature that it has where you click the button to clean it, and you click on two little deals that says, do the whole clean and shut the machine down when you're done. Well, you can start it up when you're getting ready to, to go to bed at night and wake up next morning and have a fresh, clean machine. I, I really like that. They both do similar things. I think that from looking at this thing, I think Provisor does a better job at clearing out the empty space on the hard drive. And it goes way beyond some of the cleaning that CCleaner doesn't do. It doesn't do shell bags and that kind of stuff. But it's kind of technical, but it will make a difference on how you run. I am kind of tending more towards Provisor these days, and I hope that helps. Yeah, and uh, by the way, a Provisor will spell it for you, P-R-I-V-A-Z-E-R. I'll do it one more time. It, it comes up regularly on the program, Provisor. P-R-I-V-A-Z-E-R. So there you go. And C-Cleaner is just C-Cleaner. Uh, the yep. letter is C-Cleaner uh, if you want to check that out uh, as well. From our text line, we got another one here. Um, how do I take C-Cleaner off my laptop if I don't want it anymore? Oh, that'll come right off with the uh, normal Windows uninstall. Okay. Uh, but I encourage people to to get the Geek Uninstaller and just go to Google and type in G-E-E-K space Uninstaller. Um, by the way, Steve, I don't know if I mentioned this, but the, the, the gentleman that wrote that, he's a Minnesota resident, smart man. I, uh, I really like this oh, program. Cool. Yeah, it works similar to um, um, the, the actual um, Paraform, um, um, the cleaner that they had there. And but it, it just it's simpler to run, and it goes through and it cleans out of the temp files. And I really like that Geek Uninstaller. I'd probably do that. To, uh, does what Revo does, only just a little bit faster. 
I really like that. I hope that helps. Yeah, and we've talked about Revo, R-E-V-O. That, that's another good installer. And, and make sure it gets all the files. If you want to remove something, those programs do a great job. Maybe better than the Windows uninstaller. Oh, no doubt about it. Uh, especially with um, the Geek uninstaller. Now, if you right-click on the program, it's got Force uninstall right on top. So if you happen to have one that doesn't even show up in the Windows uninstaller, which happens from time to time, that would be where I would use the Force uninstall. It's going to get that baby clean no matter what. And I've yet to see it cause any damage whatsoever. I'm just knocking on the wood on my desk there. (laughs) Just as a quick one. Uh, But uh, I really like, I think that they should all be, it should just be standard. When you take a software package off, if you're using the uninstall procedure that came with the, with the software, it should be built to take everything off. Temp files, leave no files, leave no folders, nothing. And I, very few of them do this. And I know that it's doable because, well, we've got programs like Revo and, and the Geek Uninstaller. Um, and I think the Geek Uninstaller, if I'm not mistaken, I think it's $19. Not, but the free one runs just fine, too. If you're using it a lot, I always encourage people to... To step up and buy it, let's keep these people in business. They're good folks, and they deserve to get paid for their work. And uh, Doug, from our text line, someone wanted an update on Starlink. Uh, This is uh, an Elon Musk project. They're using satellites in low-Earth orbit to to provide Internet service across the globe. They're setting up their constellation to serve the northern hemisphere. And to give you an idea, it's the northern tier of states in the United States and southern Canada, but you know the, the the goal is is I would assume to eventually serve the entire northern hemisphere and beyond that expand the network. They continue to launch satellites, and I, I had a couple of different space and science writers on, and, and we did delve into this. And there was a delay in launches this year because they were upgrading the new satellites with lasers that would allow them to talk and exchange data while in orbit. So they weren't the, the data wasn't going up and back down to Earth and back up, that the satellites were able to talk to each other uh, via laser communication, which is really interesting. But it's a network that continues to grow, and I, I think this will be a, a, an option for people going forward. I try to keep an eye on Mr. Musk at least once or twice a week. And interestingly enough, Starlink, and you were talking about this laser communication between the satellites. Right. What that's about is he's coming out with his own smartphone. It's going to bypass the whole entire cellular network. Oh, my. Is this ruffling feathers in this industry? Ho, oh, ho, ho. And um, I saw a prototype of the phone. Looks kind of like a, a, a base iPhone, similar. I think this is going to be an incredible year for, um, for Elon Musk, Starlink, uh, the Tesla line, because you got all the, the upgraded batteries. Man's on the move, no question about it. The uh, Starlink, I have, he's actually being conservative with what he is selling as well. As well, you get 150 megabytes, but there's no resistance. There's no latency. That's first. And second of all, people are already reporting that, well, they're paying for 150, but they're getting 300. And that's generally not what we see with Internet service providers. We generally see up to a gigabyte. Well, and you might get four or 500 megabits per second, which is plenty fast. But it's just a full reversal, even of the, of the selling thing. And he's also committed to 
tweaking this and optimizing it going forward. There's rumors that he's going to push for somewhere around a half a gig to a full gig Wi-Fi. That's going to be a one fast Internet. I look forward to seeing how this rolls out. I really do. This is some exciting technology. Yeah, and they continue to launch satellites, and they're continuing to grow the network. Uh, by the way, I, I just went to the Starlink site, put in my address, and said it'll be available in your area early to mid-2022. Uh, hardware is four ninety nine. Service, 99 bucks a month. There's some shipping and handling and some taxes associated with it. But I think initially they're hoping that this will catch on for people that don't have traditional Internet access. But I think uh, eventually he wants to get into metro areas and, and serve those areas that are maybe being served by Xfinity or CenturyLink or, or other providers. I don't think there's any doubt about it. And he's made no secret that uh, as this continues to grow and the business grows, that this would fund other ventures like uh, going to Mars and beyond. So oh, very interesting topic. Oh, for sure. This is uh, this is one company to keep an eye on for absolute. If, you, if you're into technology, you, you got to drop in and, and just run a search. Almost every week, he now has anywhere from two to five YouTubes where he's actually openly discussing things. Uh, yeah, interesting individual. Extremely interesting. Yeah, this is a fun thing to watch would be Elon Musk and, and even the cars. He just came out with some huge machine that... He's um, uh, partnered up with Toyota as well, um, and they tried this before, and it was semi-successful, but this next rollout, I think, is going to be way good. And he's opened up all of the uh, charging stations to anybody, whether you've got a Tesla or not. If you've got an electric car, you're going to be rolling. He also kind of, in the one video I saw last week, he kind of gave us a little foreshadowing on, well, at Tesla, we're already starting to think about hydrogen. Oh, yeah. Kind of, kind of very forward thinking. So I'm, um, I, I try to keep an eye on this as much as I can. Good to watch. Good to yep, know. There, there is a lot going on there for sure. Um, another one we want to get into uh, before we take a break, and let's talk about DuckDuckGo. Uh, they advertise a lot on this radio station. You hear them all the time. But this gets back to the old discussion we've had before. Um, there are. Uh, browsers like Firefox or Google Chrome or Microsoft Edge, and then there are search engines like Google, and DuckDuckGo is is that as well. Oh, absolutely, and Bing and Quant, and there's a number of, of search engines. DuckDuckGo is accelerating in users at a rapid rate, I, really rapid. The, the The position that they took about Here's your privacy. You set it up the way you want. You can turn it off for a specific site, or you can leave it wide open and just locked out. I think this is a smart, smart approach. And like I say, I don't think I'm the only one because their numbers are just growing leaps and bounds. Even though Google today still dominates the searching, as DuckDuckGo moves forward, and they are really working hard to give the same type of service that Google does, where it will kind of keep track with artificial intelligence some of what you do, and it will help you to get the right searches, but they're going to put it together so it's not being sold, it's not being given away, it's not being shared. It's going to maintain privacy. As they critique that, 
you're going to see their popularity just absolutely soar. Right. But they're definitely number two at this point, but they're moving. Yeah. And, and once again, it's not a browser. It's a search engine. And Correct. you can use it with any browser. And, and you can just, you know, if you use Firefox, for example, or Google Chrome, uh, you can type in DuckDuckGo and you'll get there. And then you can do your searches from from there. It's really good that you said that, too, because many people will have a Chrome browser and they'll have Google as their start page. Sure. And they just relate that to Google, just all one. And the, every browser, if you go into the settings, you will see search engines. You'll select one as the default search engine, but you can have as many in there as you like. And I would absolutely tell people that you definitely, definitely want uh, DuckDuckGo. Well, I've been putting that as the default on all my browsers lately. And then, of course, Google's got to be there. Uh, but you can have um, uh, Quant, Q-W-A-N-T. I like that little search engine. It's really, really good for specific items in the tech industry. Uh, you got uh, just, a, just a plethora of search engines. Now, the Brave browsers coming up with their own search. I don't see that being too much competition for anybody for a while yet. It's a good idea. I know Mozilla is trying to come up with their own search engine with a built-in VPN. And that also is going to be some interesting things to watch. Yeah, there's just a plethora of them. And just type in search engines in Google, and they display them, even though they're kind of competitors. You can't cut off everything. So, But I think every browser in America should have access to the DuckDuckGo. And they've got that little app in there that you can use as an add-in or an extension in your browser that will really nail down your privacy and keep you safe and secure. My big kudos to DuckDuckGo. They're pushing the industry in the right direction. All right, quick break. We will come back, wrap up the show in a moment. Still time to get in. 651-461-9226. 651-461-9226. And uh, hard drive issues coming up in a moment. And we'll give everyone the friendly reminder, back up your data. We'll, we'll get into that in more detail in a moment here on News Talk. E3OWCCO. Final segment of the program. Boy, the hour has gone so fast. Tech Talk with Doug Swindahart. A lot of great calls, a lot of great texts as always. And uh, we will be back next week, uh, Thanksgiving weekend. And, Doug, before we run out of the time, we, we, we won't have time to be fair to the text, but it's basically someone who potentially lost their data. And we uh, should invite them to give you a call or uh, send you an email uh, this coming week because that can be a very serious situation, and we want to remind people to back up their data. So, Doug, uh, on that note, uh, let's get your phone number and email before we say goodbye. Hey, thank you so much. 651-552-9543. And, of course, admin at WCCOTech.com, WCCOTECH.com, 651-552-9543. Thank you, Steve. Have a good weekend. All right, very good. And uh, as we said, you know, that that text we were going to get to and just ran out of time uh, about uh, having the blue screen of death or potentially uh, a hard drive that's failed, Make sure you back up your data. Do something uh, this weekend, especially on a chilly, windy Sunday coming up tomorrow. 
We'll have all the news. We'll have the, all the weather. We'll get started on a sports Saturday. We'll talk wild to hockey. They're on the road in Florida. Dane Mizutani joins from the Pioneer Press. You're on News Talk. E3-O-W-C-C-O. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. 